0: Chapter number 1 of Daniel, verse number 1, the Bible says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with the part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in knowledge, and understanding science. And such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, in whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king." Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the units gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank, Therefore, he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, as we come to you today, Lord, thank you for all that you've done for us and for your many blessings. God, I pray that you touch me tonight, Lord, as I stand to preach your word. Lord, I am desperately in need of you. God, all is vain, unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down and touches me tonight. God, I pray that you touch me and use me. God, I pray that you'd help me to say what you'd have me to say. And God, will give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for everything that's going to be done. Just your name we pray. Amen. Now, as we look at our text, we notice here a defeat in chapter number one, in verse number one, God had, given, God had given the children of Israel into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar for their sins and for their wickedness. And he came in and the Lord gave them over to them. They were defeated. We see the desire in verse number three. The Bible says, and the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs. He wanted to bring the young people into his castle, he were into his palace. He wanted to teach them the ways of the Chaldeans. He wanted to teach them to be just like Babylonians. It was his policy to take the young Young men, the smart ones, the royal family, and to take them and bring them to his palace so he could teach them and he could use them for his honor and his glory. And the devil wants you for his own purposes. Can I tell you, Nebuchadnezzar? He wanted to use those for his own purpose. And the devil wants to use you for what he has in store. Well, I see the detail in verse number four. The Bible says children in whom was no blemish, well favored, skillful in wisdom, cunning in knowledge, understanding science, such as had the ability in them to stand in the king's palace. These were smart people. These were smart young men. He wanted the very best. He wanted wanted them to look like. He wanted them to act like. He wanted them to speak like the world. And the devil, he wants us to look like the world. He wants us to take us out of our comfort zone and put us in the world. And he wants us to look like the rest of the world. Well, I see the daily provision in verse number 5. The Bible says, And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years. You know, the saying is that the devil takes care of his own, and that's partly true. The devil takes care of you till he's done with you, and then he throws you away. The devil will use you and abuse you. Nebuchadnezzar is going to use these men, but then in the next chapter, or a couple of chapters over, we find them throwing three of them into the fiery furnace. So I see the daily provision. But then I see the dangle in our text. Now, among these were the children of Israel, Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezra. And I want to look at Daniel. I want to look at four things that made Daniel different, that set Daniel apart from the rest of these men. I'd say Daniel had his standards right. In chapter number 1, verse 8, the Bible says "But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Even when all the world, his friends and his family, his co-workers, the ones that he lived with, were turning against God, Daniel kept his standards right. Daniel refused to compromise. You know, you think about this, the Bible says that they were to be nourished for three years. That was a long time to go without eating any of those things that they had set before them. That was a long time to withstand the temptation. But Daniel said he purposed in his heart. He purposed in his heart. He said, right here, right now, I will not go that way. I won't go that way. He said he didn't argue. He didn't rebel. He just said, I'm not doing that. He didn't make a scene. He just said, I'm sticking by my standards. Daniel, he didn't lose his identity. The Bible says, And whom the prince the eunuchs, gave names. Every one of their names stood for the, the word of God and for God. And he wanted to take that away. And he wanted to give them heathen names that spoke of heathen gods. So when people looked at them, they wouldn't be reminded of the true God. They would be reminded of the gods that they worship. Daniel didn't lose his identity. You know, throughout the whole book of the Bible, every time Daniel refers to himself, he refers to himself as Daniel. Every time the word of God refers to him as Daniel. And you know what? Just about every time the world refers to him as Daniel. Daniel had the testimony kind of testimony when people looked at him they didn't say I see the world and I see a God he had the kind of testimony that spoke of his God and that spoke of his Lord of whom he worshipped can I tell you it is possible for us to remain separate in this world it is possible for us to live a life where people can sell who we were and who we worship. Daniel didn't lose his identity. Daniel didn't lower himself to impurity. Daniel was still following the Levitical laws concerning food. He was still following what God had told him 500 years ago. Daniel said, if it was good enough back then, it lasted all the way up till then, it'll be good enough for me today. He said, it will never change. The Bible says, I'm Lord, I change not. There is no need to change any of the things he has told us. Yes. Daniel said, I know, I know everybody else is doing it. They said, Daniel, you're going to get us in trouble. Daniel, that's out of date. Dangle, everybody else is doing this. He said, I know, but I'm sticking by my standards. God wants me to do something for him. Can I tell you, Daniel said if it was good enough back then, it'll be good enough today. Daniel, he didn't lose the correct view on sin. The Bible says he said it would defile himself. Can I tell you, every time we mess with sin, it still defiles us. Sin is still sin, wrong is still wrong, and right is still right. Daniel, he didn't lower himself to impurities. Daniel, he didn't love the iniquity. In verse number 9, the Bible says, Now God brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Daniel loved the sinner and not the sin. Daniel had a burden for the world. Daniel was praying for the world, but he didn't get himself involved with what that man was in. You know, all those terrible things they had done to him, he still loved them, and he still had a burden for them. So Daniel had his standards right. Man, and when everybody else was going the wrong way, he had his standards drop. Right. Daniel had secrets revealed. In chapter number 2 and verse number 18, the Bible says that they would desire mercies concerning the God of heaven, concerning this secret. Verse number 19, the Bible says, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Chapter number 10, the Bible says... In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Dangle. Can I tell you, everything Dangle needed to know for his everyday life, God revealed it to him. Dangle was a man who knew exactly what God wanted him to do. God tell you, there's young people in here, you can see what God's will for your life is. Dangle knew exactly what his will, the Lord's will for his life was. Dangle was a special young man. He had his standards right living in the world. He had secrets revealed in the world. He had a, he had a steady reputation. You think about in chapter 6 in verse number 10. The Bible talks about three things. The Bible says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, they had come to the king, they gave him a decree and said, Anybody that worships anybody other than you should die. Well, Daniel hears of this, and he says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled on his, upon his knees three times a day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as he did before time. Daniel had a steady reputation. When he came in there, his windows were already open, facing God. He had already been in his prayer closet. The Bible says as he did before time. He had already been praying. He had already been serving God. Can I tell you, Daniel had started praying in chapter number 9. Chapter number 9 was written before chapter 6, and he was still praying then. Dangle started praying way back here, and he was still praying then. Can I tell you, when those men, they signed that decree, they knew exactly where to come find to see Dangle. The Bible says when they assembled, they found Dangle praying. They knew that Dangle would still serve God. They knew that Dangle was still going to be praying. They knew Dangle wasn't going to let his standards down. Dangle had a steady reputation. The world looked at him, and they said, there's a man that's serving God. Daniel had a special reward. In chapter number 6, in verse number 23, the Bible says, Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no matter if hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. Man, God did great things for Daniel. He brought him through the lion's den, and he brought him out of it. Man, God did great things through Daniel. You may say, man, I would love to be that kind of Christian. I would love to be that kind of young person. I would love to be a Daniel. Daniel, he knew God's will for his life. He had an amazing testimony. He had a steady prayer life, and he didn't let his standards down. I want to preach for just a little bit on daring to be a Daniel. Who's going to dare to be a Daniel and step up and say, I want to be the young man that'll serve God, who will say, I want to be the young woman that will serve God, that will keep my standards right, know God's will for my life, serve Him, have a reputation that's unspotted from the world, Amen. daring to be a Daniel, Daniel purposed in his heart. The Bible says Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. Can I tell you, if it's not in your heart, you'll never be able to make it for God. If you cannot go back to a time where you got it settled with God and you got saved and it's not in your heart, you'll never be able to do anything for God. Can I tell you, you know, you wonder about those young people who get 16, 17, 18 and they're gone, they ditch everything. It was never in their heart. They never let it become a part of their heart. Can I tell you, all those young people that were doing those things that he wasn't supposed to, they didn't allow it in their heart. They didn't get the standards that Ezekiel and Jeremiah taught them in their heart. Can I tell you, at the first whiff of trouble, they were gone. Can I tell you, everybody else said Everybody else was doing it, but Daniel said, I'm purposing right now that I won't go with the flow. I won't follow the crowd. I won't go that way. Can I tell you, Aunt Daniel was acting right when nobody was around. Everybody else was telling him, just do it. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Daniel said, nobody may be around. Nobody may be watching, but God in heaven is watching me. And he said, I'm purposing in my heart. I will not go to the world. I will not let my standards down. Can I tell you, so many people People want purpose in their heart, and they wonder why they struggle serving God. They wonder why they struggle doing this, doing that. It's because there's never purpose in their heart. Daniel purposed in his heart. He wouldn't eat any of it. He said that he purposed in his heart. He wouldn't eat with a portion of the king's meat or of the wine in which he drank. He said, I'm not touching it. He said, keep it away from me. The Bible says, wherefore, come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. It's still right to have standards. Daniel said, I'm purposing in my heart. I will not go that way. Daniel had the old-time way in his heart. Daniel proved the Holy One. Daniel put what he had been taught to the test. He he said, try us and see if my God will take care of us. Daniel prayed for help. The Bible says that they desired the mercies of God, that he would help them, and he would help them through. And if you don't have a prayer life, if you're not asking God to help you, there's no way you'll ever be able to make it through. Daniel made it through because he put his trust in the Lord. The Bible says, Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded him commanded they should take up Dangle up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no matter if hurt was found on him because he believed in his God. Dangle's prayer life prepared him for the lion's den and his trust in the Lord got him through it. If you're trusting in anything besides the Lord to get you through and to get you to be a young person that made it, a young person that was still serving God, if you're going to be a dare to be a Dangle, you'll have to put your trust in the Lord. Now I just want to show you one thing and we'll be done. In chapter number 2 in Verse number 13, the Bible says, And the decree went forth that the wise man should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. And I tell you, we desperately need a Daniel. But what we find in this text here is that Daniel and his friends are about to be killed. Daniel and his friends are about to be slain. What did they do? In verse number 17, the Bible says, Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezra and his companions, that they would desire the mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. You know, Daniel and his friends were the only ones serving God. Daniel and his friends were the holy ones, the only ones in Babylonian captivity that were serving God. And here they are about to be killed. And I tell you, in in our world we're living in, there's not many of us that are serving God. And these older saints are passing on. It's time for us younger ones to step up and to take the baton but i wonder how many of us will never make it to that place because we're not serving god on our own how many of us will never be able to step up and take the reins because we can't have a prayer meeting on our own how many of us we're going to die and let christianity die with us Because we're not serving God. Can I tell you, there was no adults prodding them to do the right thing. There was no preacher preaching to them. They got together and they met with God. Can I tell you, the future of our country, the future of our nation depends upon these young people in this room. Can I tell you, it's a life or death situation. If you don't get a hold of it, if you don't get it in your heart, if you don't purpose in your heart tonight, there is death for Christianity. There is no more for us. Can I tell you, if we don't step up, if we don't take the baton, it will all be over. Dare to be a dangle and purpose in your heart.